Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, let's talk a little Bucks basketball, shall we? Eric Name now joining us, our Milwaukee basketball insider on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Eric, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. So let's talk first and foremost uh, about some of the injuries and or illnesses on this team because we know Giannis will play tonight, right? He's supposed to. Um, we have shoot around here in about 20 minutes, and we'll see if that ends up being the case. But as of now, that is the expectation. Okay, and uh, who is out tonight, by the way? Uh, so the Bucks are going to have a couple guys out. Uh, and again, it always you know, goes in and out, and they have guys changing back and forth, and they try to figure out you know, exactly uh, who is who's going to do all of that. But uh, tonight it's going to be, um, excuse me, it is going to be George Hill that is out. Uh, just has, I think it's a little bit of a cold. Um, we haven't heard much about it. We're, again, we'll get more details uh, at shoot around because the Bucks had an off day yesterday. But yeah, George Hill out tonight just with with an illness. And again, I don't know if we get to shoot around in here. Pat Connaughton is out with a thigh, or Wesley Matthews is out, or Dante Divincenzo is out. Uh, they've the, their wing players have, you know, accumulated little ticky-tack injuries that the Bucks are, you know, they're in a position where they can be really cautious with all of this and they can go out of their way uh, to make sure, hey, like, let's, just, let's just give you a day. Like, uh, right. You may not need it, but let, let's give you a day. Um, so tell me about the other night. They play a back-to-back with the Spurs. They get a 127-118 win. They go to San Antonio on the first leg of this trip. And just this was their worst uh, worst uh, loss of the season. I won't say beating, but their worst loss of the season. Uh, Giannis put up good numbers. It seemed like they were a little bit stymied, maybe a little bit tired. I mean, I don't know what to make of it, but uh, they're thirty-two and six. I can't complain about the loss that much, can you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's an, another game where the Bucks gave up uh, a really good three-point shooting night to a team, and. You know, I think there's a single Bucks fans that gets very concerned about that and thinks about the playoffs and giving up as many threes as the Bucks give up and, you know, just get concerned about it. But I think the, the big thing to keep in mind is that the Bucks very much have what appears to be a regular season defense and then they have what is a postseason defense where, you know, in the regular season they're going to do what they do night in, night out, and that means they're going to, Keep teams away from the rim. You're not going to beat them there. You're not going to get dunks. You're not going to get free throws. Uh, you're not going to get the easiest ways to score points. You are going to get some opportunities to shoot threes. You're going to get some opportunities in the mid-range. And, you know, on a Monday night, the Spurs really took advantage of it. DeMar DeRozan is one of the best players in the league at the mid-range shot. And he goes 11 for 15 on the night, scores 25 points. And then uh, the, the Spurs have a bunch of guys that, you know, maybe aren't the best three-point shooters, but – they got a bunch of them to go in on a Monday night. They shoot 54% from the three-point line, hit 12 threes in the first half, which is a franchise record for them uh, in a single half. So it was a night where they, they went off from the, the spots that this Bucks defense will allow you to go off on during the regular season. But I think it's important to keep in mind that in the postseason, the Bucks 
don't necessarily run this exact same defense. They're going to still focus on keeping teams away from the rim, but you know they switch out to shooters. They they change the coverages that they play on different teams a little bit. So uh, I I don't think it's any real cause for concern, but it is just kind of how the Bucks have decided that they're going to do things during the regular season, and it's worked out for each of the last two years. They've been the best defensive team in the league uh, since Mike Boonholder's gotten to town. And obviously, I don't know if you can argue too much with the results, uh, aside from obviously a couple games a year where teams just shoot the lights out from the three-point line. Um, so I, I'm reading a couple of different articles talking about the difference in this team this year, but one of the things that I found interesting was their interior paint depth and defense. And while they're holding teams, what, I think it was like 50, 52, 53% or something like that interior-wise, if they run into a very hot three-pointing shooting team, is their perimeter defense good enough to sustain, we'll just say when you get to the postseason, good enough to sustain night in and night out? Because they're they're excellent on the inside. Everything about this team tells you they've got the experience and the depth. But is, is you say you run into a team that can just bomb. Can they sustain that? Yeah, I think they should be able to. Uh, the, you look at their wing defenders, and I mean, you're obviously looking at a guy like Yasta Kumbo, which is, uh, you know, one of the best defensive players in the entire league. Chris Middleton has been uh, one of the better wing defenders for a long time in the NBA. I mean, he's not ever going to win all defensive team kind of honors because, well, I think it's pretty difficult to do that when you play on the same team as Yas because he's going to get most of that attention. But Middleton can switch across a couple of different positions and has good length. And then you look at Wesley Matthews, who's been fantastic against bigger wings. Uh, you look at all the things that they can do defensively, and they'll be fine in the postseason. Uh, I think, like I said, they, they've made the choice right now that the rim is what they're going to focus on. And uh, night to night, Bud doesn't, I don't want to say doesn't make adjustments, but there, there are some coaches in the league that have a game three of 82 specific game plan, and they have one for game seven and game nine and game 11, and they'll have specific looks for other teams that they didn't run the previous night, and Bud does not do that. They run the same stuff every night, and they try to get as good as it, good at it as possible, and obviously that's that's been working out, um, but in the playoffs, they do change things around. They do give team-specific looks, and they have the defensive talent that if if they need to do those things, they, they can do those things capably because they, they are really talented on the defensive end. Uh, I'm talking with Eric Name, by the way, our Milwaukee basketball insider. Uh, the other thing that I've been kind of you know perusing is it seems like every night it's somebody else. And one night it's Dante DiVincenzo. The next night it's Grand Hill. The next night it's somebody else. Middleton steps up. Bledsoe steps up. You go through this whole list, this laundry list of people. Um, has the experience over the last couple of years, plus the guys that they've brought in, make this almost, I want to say, an inflappable team? I mean, it takes a lot to rattle this team. And, uh, I mean, even even in the face of the Spurs hitting all those shots on on Monday night, like they they still went about their business. They still were executing and, and trying to get back in the game. They just couldn't do it. And you know, after the game, there was no panic from any of these guys. It was, yeah, we'll just uh, you know we'll be better on Wednesday, and I'm sure they will be better tonight. And that's just kind of how it goes. So uh, I don't think it much matters if there's a night where any of them are missing shots. It doesn't matter if Giannis missing shots or in foul trouble. We've seen them survive with that. 
doesn't matter if Brooke Lopez gets in foul trouble. It doesn't matter if Chris Middleton's missing shots. It doesn't matter if Eric Bledsoe misses time. There's just a bunch of talent up and down this roster. One through 13, this is, this is really incredible depth because oftentimes with a good basketball team, I mean, even the best MA teams are going to get to about number 10, and then that's going to be about it. But this team legitimately can go all the way down to 13. Uh, and we've seen it with, with guys going out for injuries and they needed to find replacements. They've just stepped up and stepped in and, and been totally fine. So uh, I think that it's, it's pretty hard to make this team, uh, you know, really freak out or panic or anything like that because they're, they're just really good. They know themselves really well. And Bud has done a great job of, you know, forming and shaping an identity uh, in, the, in the two years that he's been here. I uh, wanted to ask you about that because Bud says that he wants to use this loss to the Spurs as a learning experience. Look, I know you know he worked for Popovich, and it might be tough to lose to your mentor. Then again, it's very understandable. But when you talk about uh, this team learning, what what, is, what does this team learn out of a loss? Because when things are going along smooth, everybody wants to praise the team and look at it. And I've always said the best time to learn, the best time to garner knowledge or to figure things out is is when you face adversity. But with only six losses and everything seemingly so good, you've got a great group of guys, a good camaraderie. You can kind of go through that entire list. You always want to learn something, don't get me wrong, but is there some deeper lesson here that uh, that maybe we're missing? Um, I don't know if there's a deeper lesson. I think the, the big thing with this team is continuing to find different ways to succeed because in the playoffs, teams are going to, load up on Giannis and make it really difficult, and they're going to do their best to make the Bucks cover them out at the three-point line and stretch them out and stretch them away from the rim. Uh, so they understand, I guess, they're going to get teams best every night. They know that other teams understand this is the best team in the league and they got to bring it tonight, so they're going to get the best other teams have. And in those moments, I think it's all about figuring out, okay, offensively, if Giannis doesn't have it going, what do we do? Are we going to post up Brooke Lopez a little bit more? Are we going to run more pick and roll with Chris Middleton? Are we going to get Eric Bledsoe downhill a little bit more? Like, How are we going to get through all of that? How are we going to find different ways to succeed? And then defensively, okay, if a team gets hot from three, can we switch everything through the third quarter and then all of a sudden you know, put a little bit more pressure on the ball or stop this guy from getting open for the three-point line. Can we do all those things? Those, I think, are the questions. And I know that's not, you know, a large, a larger lesson or something that, you know, is really like, okay, well, this we were doing this wrong. Now we'll do this right. It's more on the margins. Like, okay, how can we do a few more things right and change a few things that we're getting wrong? So um, I don't know that there's a huge lesson to learn, but there is, I think, always these small things that they're picking up throughout the season that, if if everything goes according to plan, you figure out those lessons here during the regular season, you're ready to go when it happens in the postseason, and then you're able to get through multiple rounds, get yourself to the NBA Finals. Always good to chat, my friend. We certainly appreciate it. We'll talk again next week, and uh, when the Bucks get back in town, uh, we're going to try to get down there to a couple games. We'll see you down there, okay? All right, sounds good. All right, Eric, to it. appreciate it, buddy. Talk to you soon. Eric Name joining us, our Milwaukee Basketball Insider on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair 80-plus years. 80-plus years, I've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island 
Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.